Welcome back to another episode of The Discourse, the left preeminent debate recap and body language analysis podcast. I am being joined, as always, uh, by my lovely panel of dubiously credentialed experts. Say hello, fellas. What up? Hey, fellas. Suppose I should ask the obvious question. Uh, did anyone not watch the debate? Oh, I guess uh, we might have all watched it. I, it Holy was... shit tough tough to like really pay attention to all of it but i mean it was I, definitely I, technically playing the entire time i posit that that it's not it's not difficult it was impossible for majority of it to pay attention like there there was just like staring into the eye of cthulhu you just couldn't do it it was the old gods staring down at you and and using their avatars to to poison your brain that's what that debate was yeah, there was a real Sutter Kane energy coming off it, real sort of like, I don't know, ethereal, eldritch kind of, you know, feeling emanating from my television screen. To be fair, you know, to give myself credit, I did not finish watching the debate. I kind of turned it off with 10 minutes left. Uh, I don't know oh, why. Oh, the I last do that. 10 minutes were the most important. <laughs> I strongly doubt that. Um, but I will say, you know, you I, missed I only... the proclamation of Trump that he stopped a coup single handedly. Yeah. Mm. Uh... <laughs> You know what? Maybe I'll go back. Maybe I won't. I, I have, Seriously, though, nothing in the debate mattered other than the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I fell into the trap of watching people live tweeting it and thinking that it was actually interesting. But we'll get into that. So, you know what? Since we all actually watched the debate to various degrees, congratulations us. We're all very professional. Uh, you know, wow. How about we start? I think that's I know, a right? first, too. It definitely is, but only because I don't normally usually watch them. I also skip the debates typically because I don't give a shit. But I watched it. Let's start with first impressions. Actually, before that, let's start with what we were hoping that was going to happen. You had hopes? I did. I had no hopes for this. I thought it was going to be shit, and it was shit. Perfect. John, <laughs> since it was your question, what were your hopes? I, I honestly thought that we were going to get at least a little bit of comedy watching these two fail, and the, even I couldn't find any comedy in what was happening. Yeah, I would go with comedy or, you know, an unexpected uh, lightning strike maybe, but that's about it. Yeah, and to not see anything even remotely close to that was, like, you know, we, we've been joking on the pod on the show for a long time about how, like, this debate's going to be epic, they're going to be two old men with their brains melting out, and it, it wasn't. It really invoked periods of, like, abject terror and also, like, just elder abuse, and watching them both. I mean, there's a lot of shame and embarrassment involved, too, that this is what is leading yeah. the United States. I kind of have to echo Adair's standpoint. I didn't have hopes. I had expectations, I guess. And on John's side, I was also kind of expecting it to be a little bit more comedic, a little bit more like, you know, the 2016 Republican primary is not quite that good. But, you know, I was expecting there to be a few good lines that made me chuckle like Trump will get, like, you know, do what Trump does, which is be awful. But you can kind of live vicariously through his awfulness because he's awful to people who you also don't like, really, even like so. But really, I think the overwhelming <laughs> feeling that I got was boredom. Right. I was super bored throughout most of it because it was very hard to pay attention to and watch it, you know, for the reasons that are, you know, people are commenting on. In terms of expectations of the debate itself, I was expecting it to be a shit show, but at least to be a funny shit show. It turned out to be a boring shit show. Um, I was more, I think, in the realm of expecting or waiting for the reactions to the debate from like the media pundit class sort of from like your credulous lives from your for, sort of far right you know maniacs and your sort of never trumper like just the whole spectrum of like internet <laughs> internet characters and i was expecting people to 
basically choose their sides and claim that their preferred doddering old man had done a great job and sort of like put up this veil of ideology and you know let it let go hog wild it seems as though the dominant reaction most people are having just across the spectrum though was that like it was just shit right at least in the pundit class uh what your everyday average american is saying who knows is there such a thing but like i think generally speaking I went in expecting it not to really matter, not to really like have any impact on the election, at least not one that's going to be outsized in comparison to like coronavirus or the, but in knowing that I was kind of hoping for more like entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I guess polling hasn't moved much since. No, and, and the Luntz focus group, you know how he does those for every debate. What it basically just showed was that more people were sympathetic towards Biden, but overall the majority of people hated both of them. Yeah, and I would guess from what I, mean, I saw outside of uh, the punditry, uh, both on Twitter and uh, just around town or whatever, is that it was a shit show that people were just like, wow, this is the first thing that they watched paying attention to the presidential election. And they were just like, oh, wow, it is that bad. It, it, it fits with everything else 2020. I was just going to say, like, I think it was a black pilling moment for a lot of people, too, Richard. I think it was a matter of people just were expecting something, even if Trump's bombacity was coming in, they were expecting it to be like at least, you know, somewhat like we said, funny or somewhat uh, vindicative for their sides. And instead, it was just a black pill moment. So here's the thing, though, that I'm I'm fighting. I don't I don't claim to uh, say this speaks to your everyday average American because. A lot of the people that I know, right? So we use social media primarily for us. It's it's Twitter. Uh, I still keep my Facebook around, and I'm mostly friends with people that I've met um, that are operatives of the Democratic Party in some way, shape, or form. And every single one of them is of the opinion that uh, Joe Biden won that debate. Like every single one of them, even those that are like, oh, I don't really like the Democratic Party, but I'm here because I don't think, see a better option. Even they were like, oh, yeah, Trump, uh, Biden did so much better than Trump during this entire debate, which I think is patently false. Yeah, I, I think agree Trump with that. wiped the floor with him, in all honesty. Um, but a lot of a lot of the Democrats, right, they got what they wanted because all they want is Trump to be the bad guy. Right. And so when I'm live tweeting this, that seemed to be their 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 strategy for the debate was just to say Trump bad, Trump bad for an hour and a half and not actually offer any policy and tell people how they were going to govern, which had they just done that simple thing, because all Trump wanted to do was say, Dem's bad, Dem's bad, Joe Biden, dumb. Had you had, had Joe Biden taken the time to say, here's what I'm going to do to govern, I think that would have won him the debate. But instead, Democrats are relying on the Trump bad narrative, which is only going to really, it's only going to get people to vote for them who are going to vote for them regardless. It's not reaching out to anybody that was not either has plans to vote third party or was just planning not to vote at all in the presidential election. Same. And I agree with that. I, I think he, he literally, like Adair said, he got the Trump wiped the floor with Biden and you're right. Adair, you know, Trump, Biden would start to talk about policy and Trump would automatically take the, whatever the topic was and take the maximalist leftist position and try to attribute it to Biden. And instead Biden would run the fuck away from that position, yeah. even though that position even the Green New Deal, like all the positions that Trump was trying to attach Biden to are wildly popular with the American public. But Trump instinctively knew that by doing that, Biden would have to distance himself with, from it in order to appease the donor class of the Democratic Party. So he was basically working a leftist suppression movement throughout the entire debate. And yeah. that was the only thing that Trump was doing. And he was doing it effectively. He was doing it well. And you know, he accomplished his mission and he also was constantly throwing Biden off. Biden 
Biden had difficulty forming sentences and staying on any topic. Yep. And I think without Trump interrupting him, it would have been way more apparent. So if Trump had actually just let Biden go, it would have been so apparent that Biden was literally having like a brain melting moment. There were the only times I liked him was when he was talking about his sons and trying to defend his sons. And then like, even then it was just like, okay, this is, this guy's pretty bad. Like, the moments where that pale ass ghost was pointing at the screen and saying you, I thought it was going to be like the fucking ring. Like he was just going to come out and be all wet and start trying to strangle me. Like it was really bad. I mean, that is a perfectly reasonable thing to expect from Biden that you might just like turn around and he's behind there rubbing your shoulder, sniffing my hair. 